there, happy Tuesday. I'm so glad you were here. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about two of the biggest struggles I see women having and taking action in their health. So these two struggles that I see mostly may or may not be you, but I'm sure you can relate in some way, shape or form to them. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So you might want to grab a notebook, grab a pen and grab your cup of coffee or your iced tea and we can dive right in. But before we do that, these struggles are ones that we definitely talk about in my treasured wellness program because it is really frustrating to have so many starts and stops, right? When it comes to trying to take better care of yourself. So we really do a deep dive in the treasured wellness program to bring clarity to the situation so that you can then better and more effectively take care of yourself without the overwhelm. So that makes a big difference. So we are gearing up for the next round of the program. And if that is something that you are like, yes, I need this in my life. It is 12 weeks of breakthrough action and restoration. And I would love to see you there. All of the information will be in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. So you can click on that and get all the information that you need. And I would love to have you over there. Okay, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast, where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains, get to the root cause, and walk into freedom with confidence, the way God intended for you to live. Hi, I'm Michelle McCoy, functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate. Ladies, together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm. Now more than ever is the time for breakthrough, action, and restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. Okay, so I wanted to talk about the biggest struggle in taking action in your health. What is the biggest thing that is maybe holding you back from really taking action in one or two of those pivotal things, right? Whether that's drinking more water, it can be as simple as that, that maybe doesn't seem quite so simple. It could be maybe trying to cut back on the amount of bread that you eat or cut back on the amount of sugar that you eat. It seems like it could be simple, but it's really not in the grand scheme of things, especially if you have always eaten a certain way. So what is your biggest struggle in taking action in your health? Well, I can tell you there are two main struggles that I see over and over and over again in women and especially women that are in midlife, 40 and above, maybe in the empty nest or approaching the empty nest, or maybe they've been out of the empty nest for a while, but I see two main struggles. So I'm going to go over those two. And the first one is mindset. So the mindset is so key to helping us really get victory over 
what we're trying to accomplish. We have to have the right mindset. We have to be thinking, you know, in that positive thought, not get stuck in that negative mindset and thought pattern, right? So the mindset, we tend to think when it comes to health, we tend to think a couple of things. We tend to think, well, my family has always struggled with GI problems. So I, I just have to do that too. Or my family has always struggled with high blood pressure, or my family has always been this way, or we've always eaten this way, or what is it for you? Fill in the blank. Are you thinking that this is just your lot in life, right? Like I remember when I was turning 35 and then again at 40, like people were saying, well-meaning I'm sure, but people were saying, oh, you just wait, you know, wait till menopause, wait till your hip, hip starts spreading, wait until, you know, you can't, you know, digest anything. I mean, you just wait, you can't sleep, all of these negatives. And I didn't want to claim that. I was like, that's miserable. Like, that's no fun. Like I already have at the time, like I already had enough issues that I was dealing with. And I talk about my story, my health story in episode two of the podcast, but, you know, just having those family health patterns, you don't want to buy into that right? You don't want to claim that as your law in life. It doesn't have to be that way. Honestly, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but you can change your gene expression. You do not have to be stuck with the health that your grandparents had or your parents had or have. It doesn't have to be that way. You absolutely have very much that you can do about it for yourself. So that is a mindset, a negative mindset pattern that we tend to have that loop going on where we're just constantly thinking that, or it's just in the back of our mind and it just, well, it's always been that way. I always, I'm just going to do it. I'm just embracing it. You do, you do it without even thinking, honestly, you, honestly, you do, you just, well, this is the way it's always been in my family. So that's what we do. Change is hard anyway, but then if you've got those family patterns, it, it can be a little bit harder, right? Because you really do feel like it's part of your family. It's in your genes, but you can change your gene expression. So being stuck in the negative thought pattern, like what is the voice in your head that's constantly telling you in a negative way that you can't make the change or you're not going to sustain it? You're not going to stick with it. Oh, how many diets have you tried before? You're never going to stick with this one. Good luck trying it. What are you going to last three days this time? I mean, we, you know, right? You have these voices in your head that are constantly yakking at you and just kind of treating you like crap. And if we've had those voices in our head for years and we start to believe them and we start to believe the lies that they're telling us and we give up, we simply give up. If we're trying to do 21 days, no sugar, well, let me tell you, the first three or four days are absolutely the hardest, but if you make it past that, you're definitely going to be able to do 21 days, but somewhere around day seven, day nine, you start getting those 
little voices in your head or maybe those cravings or something, something happens, you see something, a commercial or something like that. And there it is, you know, it, it starts yakking in your, in your brain. It's like just a little bit, it's not going to hurt. You can start again tomorrow. And that's the other thing, right? What have your, your maybe dieting patterns in the, in the past, what have they been like? What have they how have they shaped how you look at food, how you look at your health, how you look at sleep, how you look at movement, what in your history has shaped you in your mind to make you look at it the way you do. So I want to propose a solution to this, a solution to the negative voices in your head, the negative thought pattern, the uh, family traits, the family patterns, maybe like A solution to that is you want to take everything that you know about dieting, weight loss, throw that out the window and you're going to start fresh, but you're going to start fresh in God's word because we have to think beyond self-help and positive thinking and self-development. Those things are good. Don't get me wrong, but let me propose maybe spirit and soul development and spirit and soul help. Because when you get in God's word, and I firmly believe this is the number one thing that will help to change your mindset. When you get in God's word and you start to read what he says about you, see on print what he says about you, what he thinks about you, and what he says about you and what he promises you. He's got all of those beautiful promises. Then the more you do it, the more it starts to crowd out those loud voices. The voice of the enemy is loud. It's loud. It is like yakking in your ear. And the voice of God is quiet and still and calm and peaceful. So you want to crowd out the loudness with God's word and crowd out the lies and the shame and the fear and just the anxiety and the stress of it all, because that's not at all what God has for you. That is not at all what God wants for you. So that's my number one suggestion to change your mindset, get in God's word and Fill yourself with his truth because his truth is powerful and it's transforming for your life. And often, and I know you know this, but often we can read the same verse at different stages in our lives and get different things out of it. So it's really a beautiful thing. And the older we get, the more we understand, I believe, what we're reading, at least it has been that way for me. It's amazing. And I can't remember what it was I was reading last night, as a matter of fact. And I was, I was like, what? That's what that verse meant all of this time. That's what it meant. And I think it was about the tribulation and rapture. Anyway, it's in revelation. I know that, but just allow the Holy spirit to speak life into you, speak his truth into you, speak his favor over you, his blessings over you. Hey, as a daughter of God, you are deeply loved and you are deeply cherished. 
that right there can be really, really difficult to grasp, to understand, to accept, to believe. It sure was for me. I mean, it took me a long time to get to the place where I am now, where I believe it, I accept it, I embrace it, and I'm so very grateful for it. But that took a long, long, long time. So it it does take time. And I think that it also takes a lot of releasing and relinquishing of the things that we're used to. So again, we're talking about mindset. So getting into God's word is going to help shape our mindset, but that, that means we have to relinquish and let go of some things that we have held onto for so long. If you hold your hands in a tight fist and you think about how you are hanging on, like what, what is in your fist that you are just hanging on to? What is it? Everybody has something different, probably. What is it for you? What have you been hanging on to? What has been the record player in your mind going on and on and on as to why you can't take action in this one particular area when it comes to your health? Just take some time and think about it. But if you look at your hand and you start to open your hand and you just release it, surrender to God, release whatever you've been holding on so tightly for, maybe for your whole entire life, and just leave it at the foot of the cross, surrender it, move on, and you will get freedom in that. You will find so much freedom in that. There is a song that I absolutely love. It's called Spirit Lead Me, and I think it's by, I wanted to pull it up so I could, um, remember and tell you, influence music, spirit lead me. Look that song up, listen to it, really just let it wash over you. Close your eyes and just let those words just kind of wash over you and surrender and relinquish and release what it is that you've been holding so tightly to. And then again, get back in God's word. Like this takes time. This takes discipline. This takes intentionality of I'm going to get victory over this one thing. And and that might be just changing your whole mindset about it. Like instead of feeling like you can't, you're going to change your mindset and here, read what God says about you that you can. The other thing that I would recommend if you are really struggling when it comes to food, for example, if you're really looking for some food freedom and how you can approach that is a book by Lisa Turkhurst. It's called Made to Crave. I definitely recommend that book. It's basically talking about seeking God for what you want to fill you instead of food, essentially. So really getting into the the word. And again, what does God say to you about you, for you, what his promises are for you. So you can really just fill yourself with his truth. So that's the number one, the absolute number one thing that I really believe that we need to do to change our mindset. And that's getting God's word. The second thing, the second struggle that I see is fatigue. I see this so much. You're tired. Are you tired right now? (laughs) I'm a little tired right now. I can, I can admit that. And 
we we do so much we are working so hard we are doing so much and after a while i think that that fatigue it goes from being just normal tired i didn't sleep well last night i didn't get enough sleep for whatever reason that kind of tired all the way to the other end of the spectrum where you are seriously chronically fatigued like there's something wrong your adrenals are crying out for help and something is wrong and you you simply don't have it in you to do beyond what you're doing and even that is really difficult so fatigue kind of leads the way into complacency right like you can have it in your mind all you want that you're going to go for a walk after work but you just put in a nine hour day and you're exhausted and the thought of doing something physical it's just you're just like it's not happening and again that can that can span all different types of fatigue just i didn't sleep well all the way to the adrenal fatigue now if you have some serious adrenal fatigue don't go for that walk I mean, just don't, your adrenals are shot. You've given all that you can give for that day. Gentle stretching would be a better option and really nurturing yourself would be a better option. But if you have a lot of fatigue, if you're really tired, I would ask, what's not right? What's not right? What's, what's wrong? I mean, instead of like, what's wrong? Well, I'm tired. What's not right? What's not right in your health? What's not right in your lifestyle? What's not right in your workplace? What's not right in your relationships? What's not right so that you can fix that or begin fixing it so that it can ease your fatigue and you can start to have a little more energy? Because we can have mental fatigue, physical fatigue, emotional fatigue, spiritual fatigue. I mean, there are different types of fatigue for sure. I know that when we have deep mental fatigue, like maybe say you have been working on the computer for eight hours straight and you, your eyes are burning and you just can't, you're so exhausted. You have that kind of that, that fog over you because your, your limbs feel heavy because you're so mentally fatigued. So that can really affect all the other areas of, of your body. Sure. Of course. So ask yourself what's not right. And then let's start working on that fatigue again, whether it's just, I didn't sleep well last night or all the way to, I have been fatigued. I have been tired for weeks now. I cannot get my energy up. I'm taking a multivitamin. It's not helping. Like what is going on? We're going to start with your bedtime routine. We're going to start there. Because it's so much more than just getting into bed and trying to get eight hours of sleep. Eight hours of sleep would be wonderful, right? But sometimes it's not always doable. It's attainable. We're always trying to attain that goal of eight hours, but it's not always 100% doable. Life happens. But the key to really trying to get your eight hours or trying to get quality and quantity of sleep is you have to start before you want to get into bed. You have to create a calming bedtime routine. And to do that, you need to really put some boundaries up. You have to put some boundaries up around your family maybe, or your computer or your phone or <laughs> whatever it is, your, your iPad. And you really want to set up that calming bedtime routine. Look, 
sleep is vital. You know that. You know that this is the time that your body uses to rest and reset and repair. It's super, super important. But if we just fall into bed after a super packed day, we can't really expect to fall asleep or to sleep well. I mean, sometimes it's like that, but I will tell you as, you know, time goes on and hormonal issues start coming and kicking in and menopause and all the joys of all of that, it can be a little bit trickier. So we need to help our bodies to fully relax and to get ready for deep and restorative sleep. So you want to keep your lighting low. You want to go in your room an hour before you're ready to go to bed, shut the door, no interruptions, um, take your mug of herbal tea with you or your hot lemon water or something, any nighttime supplements or pills that you need to take at night, take those in with you because the key is you don't want to leave the room again because chances are you'll get caught up with whether something's on TV that a family member's watching or take out the trash. Or, I mean, it could be anything, right? I mean, how often are we doing laundry at 10 o'clock at night? So we need to create the space for ourselves so that it's calming. It is really just helping us to decompress. So go in your room an hour before you go to bed, keep the lights low, maybe a soft lamp, maybe um, just low lighting. Try not to do the overhead lighting. You don't want those, those bright lights to keep your mind alert. And maybe do some gentle stretching. You can do it on your bed. You can do it on the floor. If you have a mat, you can do it on the mat. But you can do some gentle stretching, things that um, you just know how to do. It feels good. Um, or you can look up on YouTube some gentle bedtime stretches. You can take a nice shower or a bath with Epsom salts, especially if your body is sore, tired, achy. Epsom salts are a great way to really just kind of help that achiness. And it's got some really good magnesium in there. So it's really good for your body. So maybe, you know, helping to calm your nervous system a little bit, like humming lightly or singing lightly, just to help to restore balance into your nervous system. It also helps to calm your mind down. It helps to quiet your mind. So some light praise and worship music, create a playlist for yourself. I know I have a playlist that I created when I was recovering from my severe adrenal fatigue and it really helped me during that time. But I have several playlists and I, I would recommend that you do that as well and just have that playing. I realize that's a device because that's going to go into another um, kind of rule of thumb, so to speak don't get on a device. You want to stay off of devices. So you don't want to read from a device. You don't want to be scrolling. You don't want to be looking at your phone or your tablet or your laptop. But if you're having, if you're using it for light music and you can be disciplined enough to just go and turn it on to the music and then turn it off when you're ready, then that's okay. That's fine. But after you've had your nice bath, your shower, give yourself a nice foot massage, rub some really good lotion on your feet, 
buy yourself some really good like coconut oil lotion, um, maybe some lotion with collagen in there, and maybe a, a vanilla or lavender scented, and just really treat yourself and just give yourself a nice little massage, a foot massage, and especially those tender points in your feet. Yeah, so really just kind of massage. If you've been on your feet a long time that day, it'll feel really good. And then if you have essential oils and a diffuser, get that going. As soon as you walk in the room, get that going. Lavender, of course, is the best for, well, I say it's the best, but it's the most popular, I should say, for bedtime, for calming. But then there's also Roman chamomile. There's cedarwood. Those are some really good choices as well. And then when you're ready to climb into bed, climb into bed either with a book, like an actual book, or you can climb into bed with, um, you know, just the idea of I'm going to do some deep breathing. I'm going to really um, focus on calming my mind, maybe a little bit of meditation or something like that. And you'll be able to just really relax and you'll feel calmer because you've taken the steps before you climbed into bed to calm down and to create that calming routine for yourself. So you really, again, this is where you absolutely do not want a screen. You do not want to have a screen. And if at all possible, you don't want to use um, your phone for your alarm clock for, for the next day either. So try to keep your phone across the room or in another room. But then once you're in there, you turn the lights off, you're doing your deep breathing, just focus on like five, five, five for the deep breathing where you are inhaling for the count of five, you're holding for the count of five, and then you're exhaling through your mouth fully for the count of five and doing three or four rounds of that is really effective. It really helps you to kind of calm down. You, you might feel your shoulders relaxing. Another bonus would be to maybe pour some of the essential oils onto your hands, rub your hands together and just breathe it in and while you're doing the breathing exercises. So now I have to say, every time I talk about essential oils, I have to talk about be very, very careful with what essential oil brands you use because you don't want to get any that are not 100% organic, pure therapeutic grade. You definitely do not want to get something from the department store, drugstore. You want to get good quality. Now, I'm going to give you a few options. My favorite is from Nature's Sunshine. They are a little bit higher price point, but the, the purity is phenomenal. Then there's Rocky Mountain Oils and Mountain Rose Herbs. Those are really good options too for getting us some essential oils. So essentially, the idea is to combat your fatigue, you are going to start the night before. Then the, the second part of that is you want to make sure you are adequately hydrated. People think that they're hydrated, that they're drinking enough, but they're really not. They're kind of walking around in this dehydrated state because they're still so tired. They're dragging, they're foggy and, you know, foggy in their brain. And so we want to make sure that you are adequately hydrated. So you want to be drinking water first thing in the morning. You've heard me say this before, water before coffee. Always, always, 
always a full glass of water before coffee because it's a good habit to get into. You have been dehydrated from hopefully sleeping all night. And so you need to wake up your cells. You need to hydrate your cells and that helps to wake everything up. And you feel so much better when you get that hydration in. Then you can enjoy that cup of coffee, no problem. So um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't take away your coffee unless we have to, right? <laughs> but definitely get enough hydration and drink throughout the day. Have these checkpoints for yourself throughout the day. Like maybe if you get up every day at six o'clock, by two o'clock, you want to have had maybe um, 50 ounces of water. I mean, the rule of thumb is half of your body weight in ounces. But to be honest, like people are all over the place with that. Like they, the kind of the discussion about how much water we're really supposed to be drinking is kind of changing. Now they're saying that it should be nine glasses of water for women instead of eight glasses, um, you know, but a good rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces of water. That helps you to stay hydrated. Now your herbal teas can count towards that hydration, your water with lemon, water with your other fruits, berries, whatever it is, you can, you can do that. I've got my water with lemon right here. I drink water with lemon every single day, just about every single day. Yeah. And what's nice about the lemon is it gives you a little extra vitamin C boost. And so it gives you also some electrolytes, but then it's also helping flush. So especially helping flush your kidneys. So that's really good. And then the third thing to kind of help with this fatigue issue is, are you eating enough protein? You want to make sure you're getting enough protein. A lot of women specifically think that they are eating enough protein and they're really not. I mean, far, far from it. And I have to tell you, as we age, we need to be very diligent in making sure that we are giving ourselves enough protein because we don't want to be in this constant state of exhaustion, fatigue, low energy. We want to have enough energy to be able to do the things that we want and need to do. So getting into a routine of making sure you are getting enough protein, protein at every meal is a good rule of thumb. So you know, you want to make sure that you are starting your day eating breakfast. If you are a breakfast skipper, I challenge you this week to eat breakfast twice this week and just try to change again that mindset on breakfast and just see how you feel. See how you feel. That can be something as simple as a scoop of collagen powder in your coffee. You're giving yourself roughly 70 calories worth of protein, essentially, depending on the brand, of course, but you're giving yourself some protein. This could be maybe 10 or 11 grams of protein. It depends on the company, but I challenge you to do that protein at every meal and see how you feel. So adding these three things in, creating a calming bedtime routine, making sure you're adequately hydrated and making sure you're getting enough protein, do that for three days four days and see how you are feeling and then keep doing it, keep doing it. So between the steps that you're taking to help combat your fatigue and the mindset changes, and you know, which is number one, getting into God's word to help with the mindset changes, you should really begin to see change, feel change, 
and begin to experience change in your health. Whatever those health concerns were for you, you should be able to break through that barrier and get confident um, and victory over that specific issue. So those were the two main things I wanted to talk about today. And I just want to finish with a prayer. And before I finish with the prayer, I do have a foggy and fatigued blueprint that will give you specific action steps that you can take to help you get through your challenging time of fatigue. There are recipes, there are daily action steps, daily intentional things that you can do to help get your energy back. So if you would like that, you can just click the link below and it's the foggy and fatigued blueprint. And so I will have that ready for you and it's a free resource. Okay. So Ephesians three, and I'm going to read 14 through 21 as our closing prayer. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, I hope today's episode blessed you and I pray that it encouraged you in some way with maybe a little bit of a challenge in there as well. And if it did, please take 30 seconds to just share it with somebody else and then leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because this helps me to know that you are finding value in the show and it does bless me so much to read each and every review. Also, if you are not part of my free Facebook community, Holistic Health for Christian Women, the link is in the show notes. Come on over. I would love to see you there. Okay, keep showing up consistently for yourself and for God and allow him to work in you and through you. And remember, you are a beautiful treasure. See you Friday.